The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Episode 711. Episode 711 of the series. Let's grab Wolfie. Get rid of some random stuff. Do we need to put it down a marker? <laughs> Is that something we actually have done in the past? Because it's kind of a special episode. Not really. After 700 episodes, it's really hard to find which ones are s- s- needed to be celebrated. Because, uh, for those of you who don't know, we started walking. We didn't start the series. Obviously, we started the series on episode one. We started walking to the Far Lands after ten episodes of a normal vanilla Minecraft Let's Play on episode 11. So, technically... It is this episode that we've been walking to the Farlands for 700 episodes. But does it really matter? I guess so, because I'm making the sign. Uh, what is today? Today is October 16th, 2018. Don't! 2018. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, we're currently at uh, sure. Let's call it eighteen thousand eight hundred thirty-eight dollars and eighty-one cents for direct relief. I before E, except after C. He's done it. There it is, episode seven eleven. So we've we've deemed it. It has been it has been uh, thusly claimed and uh, ordained as such. And we can now continue west to those far lands, as we've been doing for 700 episodes. And some episodes are longer than others. And of course, there's also the live stream Flobathon, so it's really hard to put it into precise terms. But there we go. There we've done it. We are continuing on, as I literally just said. So yeah, like I just put on the sign, $18,838.81 to Direct Relief Charity at farlandsorbust.com. Keep donating. When you donate, you can ask a question. And uh, I will uh, use that for a topic in a future episode of Farlands and Bust. I gotta line up a questions here, for instance, that we'll be getting to. Somebody uh, in the comments section, despite all... Uh, Recommendations to the contrary. I still do browse the comments section here on the YouTubes of the Farlands Bust episodes. Somebody recommended that I explain what direct relief is again. Because yes, it doesn't quite have the catchy one-line synopsis that, say, Child's Play Charity had. Books, games, toys to kids in children's hospitals around the world. But direct relief is 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 big <laughs> they, they do a lot of things primarily healthcare 
related items to places around the world that need them, regardless of where they're at, what economy situation they're in, and, and even so, what, uh, you know, natural or otherwise disaster sort of peril they may be in. That is what Direct Relief does. They, it, it comes from the Direct Relief. They, they directly handle the, uh, the whole, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, we're donating and there's a charity that gets immunizations or whatever, but there's all these logistics that go into it. So I think what kind of sets Direct Relief apart is that they take care of the whole package. And uh, I think it can be definitely split up into two types of direct relief. That is the emergency response. So like the hurricane that just hit the, the Florida coast. Um, but also things like the, uh, the, uh, the tsunami and earthquakes uh, that happened in, in Southeast Asia recently. Uh, even to the point of, say, in, in during the California and Southwest, Southwest, uh, Northwest forest fires, something as, as fundamental as, as distributing and providing respirators to, uh, to people, to both emergency workers and individuals who need them. So, yeah, they, they, they support the health needs of those situations, as well as communities in need providing, you know, basic everyday health care, like immunizations, uh, disease prevention. Uh, a big part of what they do is uh, newborn and, and pregnancy uh, support in, in countries and communities where perhaps that is not fundamentally available to them. So that is what Direct Relief does. It is one of... it's a big... it's a... it's it's a spicy meatball. I think it's the seventh? One of the... the seventh? It's in the top ten as far as funding is concerned. Charities in the United States, in the world. Uh, you can kind of compare it, I suppose you can compare it to like Red Cross, but you, you might not have heard of Direct Relief because they don't quite put their budget towards, like, advertising and, and public knowledge. They kind of... Uh, that, that's one of the cool things is a significant... A very significant portion of every dollar donated goes to the actual cause. So that's that's what we're doing. That's why we're supporting Direct Relief. And you can do so farlandsabus.com. We're using the Tiltify program interface to uh, track our donations. Indeed. So yeah, thank you everybody. Look at all this gravel. I almost called it clay, but that would have been an incorrect assessment of the situation. Oh, <laughs> the first one I did. Ah, oh, I was hoping this whole thing was going to collapse and it would be a dramatic event for episode 711. But no drama here. No drama here, indeed. Indeed. 
Speaking of drama, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, not much. Not much is new for old Kurt J. Mac. I suppose if you've been tuning into my live streams, I've been live streaming a lot more. Do you know that? Uh, you're probably up with all the happenstances. Uh, Juno's doing fine. The Corolla is fine. This is fine. Uh, I discovered that I do indeed, and I have ordered a new fuel pump this whole time. <laughs> when Cone was here, and I also noticed myself, it when you park it in the garage, it, it sure does have a pretty strong fuely scent. And I've always just attributed that to being a, a carburetor situation. You know, the carburetors are weird magic that turns gas into science and uh, makes the car go. But uh, turns out the fuel pump is leaking very slightly, like it, it's not noticeable. So I've decided to order a new fuel pump and it's it's one of those things... Yeah, I've actually been driving it around quite a bit <laughs> uh, with this problem. But now that I know that it's actually doing that, it feels a little bit haphazard to continue driving with that knowledge in mind. It still runs, starts and runs and everything. There's just uh, a very slight drippage coming from the fuel pump itself. So I've ordered a new new old fuel, fuel pump uh, and some other associated garbage, which is, is kind of stinks because this entire week, surprisingly, I've mentioned Seattle area has been deep in deep to the fall, cloudy, rainy weather. Uh, but this whole week is going to be sunny in the 60s. Would have been a great time to, to take the, the old car out for a, for a couple drives. But uh, probably shouldn't do that. Probably shouldn't do that when flammable liquids are... Actually, gas is not flammable in liquid form. In vapor form, it is. It vapes. Uh, but uh, yeah, so working on that, that's a little bit disappointing. But what you gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna get this thing into tip-top shape, right? With with forty-year-old cars, you fix one problem and it's smooth sailing from there, right? No more problems ever crop up, right? Right? <laughs> Murder! Oh. There we go. That worked that time. So yeah, looking forward to getting that fixed and running and whatever. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. I learned how to change a carburetor, which was terrifying, to say the least. Uh, installing tachometers, changing out valve cover seals, and 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 now fuel pumps. We're gonna we're gonna be a skilled a skilled yet poor <laughs> mechanic by the time this is through. Classic car maintenance. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. <laughs> Awakeness. And I need some boatsness. Indeed. Try to oh, 
I'm trying to think. Looking past 700 episodes, if there's like any sort of magic moment or anything that I can like look back on. There's there's been plenty. I, that's probably a question I should ask you guys. Like, what are your favorite episodes or what are your favorite moments in in the past 700 episodes of Walking to the Farlands? Nostalgia. But yeah, I'm, I'm really failing to think of any. <laughs> I'm always looking forward, ahead, twirling, twirling towards freedom in the Farlands. So when I'm at a when I'm at a, a a lack of topics, we turn to the questions. Like this one from Stormborn. What was the most disappointing movie you've ever seen? As in not just bad, but one you had high hopes for and it broke your heart. Oh. That's tough. Hmm. 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 <laughs> that is kind of tough. I'm not sure uh, I have an answer for that. I tend to... I tend to read the room, that is to say, reviews and like general consensus on a movie before going to see it. Pr mm, probably the first Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider movie. The first one was, looking back at it, was okay. But I probably wanted better of that. Second movie was absolute junk. But I wasn't expecting expecting much from it because the first one was very disappointing. Um, I was really excited for... Uh, what was it? I think it was called Mission to Mars with uh, Tim, 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 Robin Tim Robbins. Is that right? Is that his name? Mission to Mars. It was like one of the first like, this is going to be an accurate representation of what it's like to get crewed spaceflight to Mars. And then it turned weird and bad. <laughs> Mission to Mars was pretty disappointed. I remember seeing that in the theater. Um, yeah, it had like Tim Robbins and Gary Sinise. And other people. Uh, the second and third Matrix movies were let down. <laughs> Those were let down, weren't they? But yeah, it, in the end, I don't put much, I guess, personal stock into media in the movies I see. Like it's not, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not like. These people who are absolutely devastated that Telltale Games shut down and everybody got fired. That the, the Walking Dead series will never continue on. Oh, it's the end of the world. Like, I get that you can be invested and, and, and enjoy stories and characters, but it's... That's... It's... 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 It's just video games. <laughs> it's just movies. You know, it's just, it's not. It, it, I, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. So okay, I spent 
12 bucks to go see this movie, and it turned out to be not great at all. Oh well. That's... sure. A couple hours of my life I'll never get back. But was I really gonna do anything else? Like, super, was I gonna cure cancer with that two hours of my life? No. So, uh, not that... <laughs> now that just makes me sound like an idiot, saying that there's no other worthy activity other than trying to cure cancer. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, I don't... Uh... Yeah, I can't think... Like, those were just like, oh, that was disappointing, and then you move on with your life. <laughs> or you, you, you get to make fun of it with your friends, and then move on with your life. So yeah, I don't think... I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of any other very significant ones. Interste I really st I'd still like Interstellar, but more for the visuals and the atmosphere. I was, I was pretty disappointed in the story. Then, like, like the plot, I suppose I should say. But I still enjoy it as, as a theatrical, audiovisual experience. If you just look at it that way, and and you don't take. The plot to 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 uh, to too much task. You 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 you'll enjoy that, I suppose. But yeah, thank you very much for that donation in question. Mach one asks, on the whole, like golf? No, on the whole, do you prefer playing racing games with a wheel and pedals or a controller? I don't think I don't think I can lump racing games into uh, one one uh, category like that. There are definitely certain racing games that I enjoy much better with a racing wheel. And then there are certain video games that are very bad on the racing wheel, but I still enjoy them if I play with the controller. Case in point, Wreckfest for breakfast. Wreckfest, it's, 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 uh, it's entertaining and difficult with a steering wheel. And it works with the steering wheel. I should have guessed that would happen because I took damage. Hey, Wolfie. Boink. But it's much better with controller. And uh, I'm sure the same goes for Forza Horizon games. Forza, the, the actual Forza Motorsport games, kind of try to make it seem like they'd be better with the steering wheel. But no, no, those are still arcade Console racers controller is the best way to play those, and 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 that's that. That is the story on that. And there is no there is no discussion, <laughs> um, as opposed to obviously a set, of course, uh, much better and more fun realism. If you're going for realism with the racing wheel, uh, I think Formula One is one of those on-the-fence situations. I, well, actually, no, I take that back. <laughs> Formula One, for me, is much better with a racing wheel, because I remember at the last Mindcrack Marathon, myself and Cone used a controller during that segment, and it was the first time we played Formula One with a controller, and it was very difficult. It was very difficult and frustrating to try to do so with any sort of finesse. But then again, there are folks like Beef 
and a bunch of other people who that's how they play Formula One. Dirt Rally, much better. Once they fixed the uh, force feedback, much better with the racing wheel. Dirt 4, controller. <laughs> so yeah, it's hard to it's hard to put all of racing games, because if I say, oh, only controller, there's going to be a bunch of actually very great games that I would not be able to enjoy without a racing wheel. If I say only racing wheel, there's going to be a lot of really fun games. You know, Wreckfest, arcade racing games, whatever, that I can't enjoy because they're better with a controller. You know, so I think that is the very long way to answer that question, <laughs> Mach. Surprisingly, uh, I find games like American Truck Simulator a lot... You can get a lot more uh, mileage out of the fun using a wheel and pedal setup just because it adds to the realism. That game's all about realism. I feel like I'd have gotten a lot bored of it much sooner if I was just using a controller because then it's just like, why? I'm just using a controller to go in straight lines. Similarly, I think I, I think I, I, I said this about uh, Spin Tires, aka Mudrunner. It's it's probably a better game with a controller, but it's more enjoyable with a wheel. <laughs> like it's more of an experience. It's more engrossing. It's more uh, immersion. You get immersed in the mud with a wheel and pedal setup. If I, I, it would be perfect for that if it had a an accurate in uh, you know cockpit view, cabin first person view, it would be a lot more on the sim side. But because it is like third person and it's it requires a bunch of all this other grappling and and, and, and crane work and stuff, you can't solely get away with just using the steering wheel. But I remember playing it for a little bit on stream or something with a, a wheel and I'm like, this is actually, this is kind of fun, actually. So yeah, there's there's a wide uh, swath spectrum, if you will, of both racing and driving games. Just like there's some flight games, whoops, what am I doing? That are good enough with a controller, but then there's like the flight sims that you need a, a stick and a throttle and, you know, all that other stuff. Speaking of sticks, <laughs> Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And a stickness. Ooh, wah, ah, ah, ah. Are you down with the stickness, Wolfie? Sorry, I apologize. Room Viking asks Would you rather be the best player on a terrible team? Or a, the worst player on a great team. What's a team? <laughs> in in what context is this team? Like your company's marketing team? A a a, a, a volleyball team? A team 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 of I, 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 that this joke has run its course. I think we're done here. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't sports. 
I don't like team sports particularly. Being involved in them, being doing them, doing the team sports uh, probably has something to do with my overwhelming social anxiety and introversion. But yeah, I've never, never much cared for team sports. Also, probably thanks in 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 most part to grade school gym class where it's pretty much thrust upon you regardless of your interests and desire for such things much like group projects and whatnot just end up making you feel bad and hurting your self-esteem <laughs> listen gym class is fine just not all the time. <laughs> just not. Just not for um, for your physical health. Yes, for your psychiatric health. Heck no. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a tough one to answer because I don't sports. I don't sports. I video games. I video games. Emily asks, "Do you have a plan to vote on November sixth?" Are you voting early or on the actual day or do you mail in the ballot? Well, I sure hope everybody here has a plan to vote. In the United States, clearly, has a plan to vote for November 6th. In the in the state of, of Washington State, state, it's all mail-in voting. Everybody who's, who's registered gets sent a ballot to their mailing address. If you don't have a mailing address... Or if you're not, you haven't registered uh, by October 4th, which you clearly, if you haven't, you haven't. You can go and register in person up until the 29th, as well as every county's election board has to be open during the election period so that you can vote in person if you lose, misplaced, don't have, didn't get your mail-in ballot. Information is power. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll mail vote, mail in vote. I really like the mail voting, the mail in voting. Um, cause it like gives me time to actually research everybody. And then I'm like disappointed that I can't find enough information about some random, you know, water district <laughs> position somebody's running for. Cause you know, it's like a, it's not even a big position or a partisan position, but, uh, yeah, that's really helpful, and uh, I, I think a lot of other states would benefit from that. Not that clearly some people in power want to make it easier to vote, but that would that would be a good benefit. It does it does concern me sometimes. It's like yeah, mail-in voting is fantastic, but what if you don't get your ballot? What if you don't have an address? Uh, there's there's a big problem in another state. I can't remember which one, but they're making it so that person has to have an actual street address and not a P.O. box, but people who live on reservations, Native American reservations, typically don't get served by the U.S. Post Office, so they don't have a home mailing address, so uh, the reasoning behind that rule putting being put into place is to prevent and suppress those votes. So yeah, there's a, there's there's no perfect system except for a system that does the most things to remove as many barriers as possible. But yes, that's my plan. I am waiting by my mailbox 
for for my ballot, and I will fill it out and drop it off at a ballot drop box. Oh, there it, it used to be that it, if you wanted to put it in a mailbox, you had to put a stamp on it. But I think they now now that's postage is included, uh, at least for where I was located. I don't know if that was for the rest of the state as well. Uh, or mailbox, but I have a ballot, actual ballot box nearby at a library. At a library. So yeah, vote, 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 vote. Man, is everybody else? Speaking of voting, <laughs> is everybody else just in a constant state of anxiety for the past two years? <laughs> is that is that just me, or? Like, this feeling that something has to be done, but then seeing how nothing is being done, and then being like, oh, <laughs> uh, can I do something? And then realizing you can, but you're too weak to, <laughs> or like you're not powerful enough, and then getting super anxious about the near future. It's good times. These these are these are fantastic times to be to be absolutely worn down to the nub of your emotional and societal stability. <laughs> it's great. It's good times. Uh, so vote. It might be your last chance to. <laughs> uh, it's not too far from possibility. So ooh, wolves. Hello, wolves. Having a having a wee dip, a little bath. See, so is Wolfie. Neat. Nature, wildlife. So yes, have a plan. There have been a few times, few people, few friends, family, whatever, who were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna vote," and then like something comes up and they're not able to vote, or whatever. So make sure you have a plan. I think that's kind of the latest thing I've been saying is like have like a specific plan. There are some very fine good companies. Uh, I think Patagonia is the latest one who's like making that a day off for everybody. Which is one of those barriers is that we should hold voting on, on weekends or make it a national holiday. Um, regardless of how many times you say oh it's it's illegal for a company to prevent a worker from voting, that makes it very hard on hourly workers still to, to need to take a day away from, you know, their potential income for the day on their strict budget to, to place a vote. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. You all are on the same page as me. I, I'm pretty sure we've <laughs> blocked or got rid of everybody who isn't. <laughs> oh, fun times. Wolfie knows. Wolfie is my uh, my moderator here on the channel, don't you know? I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Let's see here. Cody's Lab. I don't know. I know another slab out there. This Cody. Uh, I'm wondering... Oh, what? I'm looking to go after a world record of my own. Do you have any tips? Can you talk a little bit more about the process you went through? So 700 episodes ago, I decided to start walking to the Farlands. Two or three years into it, I got an email from the uh, Guinness Book of World Records 
who were going to publish a gaming edition and asked if I would like to be included for the longest journey to Minecraft. I said yes. I gave them a number, and that was that. <laughs> this is really not a process. <laughs> There's really not a process. And I wasn't, it was not something, I didn't contact them. I didn't go for it. I didn't, like, I never started calling it a Guinness World Record until they gave it to me. Um, they never asked for any screenshots or proof. I, I tell them that my entire, the entire journey is, is documented here in, in YouTube video form uh, on my channel here. So if somebody wants to go through and watch the last 711 episodes, who knows how many hundreds of hours of content that is, to, to make sure everything's on the up and up, you can go ahead and do that. But uh, I suppose if your goal is to get a Guinness World Record, find a record that doesn't exist that you think you can achieve, and then do it. I know that there are surely, if there already is a record that exists and you want to beat it, I think then that's when the Guinness World Record folk bring out the judges and the officials. And, you know, that that's, that's where... You know, person's longest fingernails, and you know all these other, whatever it's got to be. The, that's that's when it becomes a bit more, I suppose, quote unquote, official. Just just remember, the Guinness World Records people are not like an actual government or international governing body. They're book publishers. <laughs> they just want to sell their books about world records. So when you look at it that way, it's that's what it is. And uh, good luck, I suppose. But yeah, I guess it's also, I think it's got to be somewhat interesting and unique. They're not gonna, it's not gonna sell any books to, to publish somebody who's who's done something trivial or boring. Oh, uh, hello. This is mostly unexpected. Is it safe? I'm gonna go with maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's fill in the end of the episode hidey hole here. Let's try to make it. We got a we got a in sweet jacuzzi. Gotta be wary of leaks and mold. I don't know if I trust it. I'm slightly worried about something being able to spawn over here. All right, this is this is has been this has been a waste. Of torches. Let's make uh, let's make us some beds. Sorry, I hope that answered your question. I I despite having a Guinness World Records, uh, don't have much knowledge knowledge of of the means or process or hints and tips and tricks to do so. But the best of luck to you. I hope they 
actually give you a certificate because <laughs> they never did wow. to me. <laughs> or a copy of the book. Don't even, I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool to to be have to to be and to have to be a Guinness World Record. I myself am a Guinness World Record. Uh, but also, it's not like my real name being published. Uh, and also, uh, that's all you get. <laughs> that's that's all you get from being published. Uh, it's nice to have people show up here that are like, "Oh, I saw you on the Guinness World Records." So yeah, that's good. There's a little bit of publicity involved, but um, otherwise. Um, maybe mitigate your expectations of of how it goes. Boy, this sure was was a, a fantastically positive mark to end episode seven hundred eleven on, right? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for donating to Direct Relief and for your continued support of the series. Here's to another 700 episodes, because that's at least what it's going to take to get halfway there. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. That is the story on that, and there is no, there is no discussion.